and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, the Kaiser Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by the Housewives favourite, Louis McCaffrey. Yes, I'm here again. Back again. Back again. Um, Chris Armani, Sir Manbot, Sir Manmeister General. I'm here too. Uh, wearing a cracking Puma t-shirt, um, I'm told. this is, is this the one that your child peed on? No, no. This Puma t-shirt, you know, it's a bit defective now because it's a bit old, but it was an alternative t-shirt I was wearing that was urinated upon. Good stuff, you know, potty training. I, is it? I tend to take off piss-soaked t-shirts. Well, you know, it's, it's your choice. Call me a snob, you know, <laughs> but that's that's the way I go. It's, it's really up to you. Um, and the freight train, Kieran Haran, hello, how are you? Not bad. I don't think you're cool enough to pull off the Kaiser, so I don't think you want to can introduce yourself again. Well, I've been using it since uh, episode one of this podcast, so how about you fucking suck it? You that's the first time I've heard that. Well, I've heard yeah, it before. Well, you don't use it as often as you should. I like to bring it out now and then. I'm not one of these people who likes to stick a, a nickname out there and kind of, you know, make it a brand, you know, like some of you fucking idiots. And here's another Like you do. You're the one that was actually gave the nickname. If you hadn't given the nickname, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have used it. Uh, well, do you know what? Um, yeah, I'm not in a good mood. I've decided, okay, so you can all fucking suck it. Oh. Maybe we should start again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. I thought a Kaiser was brilliant. I thought it was as well. I'm getting criticised. I'm giving people good nicknames, left, right, centre, and round. Can I have a Rocky? Are these Rockies up for uh, Rocky, Rocky. Rocky. I've already Rocky. had a Rocky. Rocky Robin. Robin. Uh, no, I jest. Um, it's uh, great to have everyone here. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We also have... Um, no, I don't have anything else to say. I, I built that up to something, and maybe it wasn't. Uh, but I just want to talk about the start with the Inter Milan game. Let's get that out of the way... Um, just because I don't necessarily think there wasn't a lot of points to make about it. Um, and then we can kind of focus on the Motherwell game, how we played in the Motherwell game, um, thoughts about the Motherwell game, about how we lined up and attached that to where we're going in the, the game on Wednesday. Uh, Motherwell, sorry, um, Inter Milan game. Chris Armani, thoughts on it? Um, it was it was dead for that. The game happening on Saturday was quite frustrating. I thought once the the real stuff started back, it's dead annoying when there's a, a card uh, of other SPFL fixtures and you're having to play what ultimately was a pointless friendly. Um, I understand Celtic made two point was it five million or something? Yeah, it was around the, the, the speculative, <coughs> speculative figures um, that we <coughs> we actually have made more from this. Than we did from winning the league last year from these friendlies. Right. Well, you can see you can see why we did it. Um, but you know it, it is quite annoying. Once the real stuff started, you're thinking, well, can we just get rid of these? Did we not get more money for that one game against Inter than what we got for winning the league? I, th- I, think I thought it was almost seven in total for the three games. Seven I, million. I don't know. I, do you know what? I'll ch- it could be wrong. It could be wrong. L- l- let me check that. There's been a lot of figures been banded about. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. There has been a lot of figures banded about. There's no not been any sort of real confirmed. You know, I don't think we've had any confirmation. Um, I'd be surprised if we get seven million pound for three friendlies. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I think it was two two point eight. I saw I saw see two point two and a half, like that, which yeah. is just under a million pounds per friendly, <clears> which. I, again, there was a, a crowd of thirteen thousand there in Limerick f- for a Celtic reserve game. Yeah, but do you know what they were charging? Well, well, I don't know what that one was, but the Bar- Celtic Barca game was fifty pound a ticket. Yeah, fifty quid for a friendly is absolutely shocking. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is nonsense. I mean, friendlies are almost always just garbage. Um, 
probably I don't imagine the tournament will happen next season because it just it doesn't sound like it was a roaring success financially. But if we're getting that sort of money, I understand why we're why we're taking part in it. Um, in terms of no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Feedback in terms of the actual game itself, <clears throat> I thought Celtic, you know, for a reserve team, did fairly well. It was a fairly strong inner side. Um, we were talking about it before we, we came on. Um, they had Handanovic in goals. They had Nagatomo. Jovetic was playing. Kandreva came on, scored a fantastic goal. Uh, and that was up against, uh, you know, basically our youth side. Um, Fasan got some real plaudits, I thought. for You know, he made some great stops during the game. However, see for their opener, he just looked as if he was caught in no man's land. I don't know what you've seen the game, I. Uh, I was kind of half watching it. I was, I was uh, at a, it was a header. What do do? It was the corner came in, and um, I can't remember who knocked it on at the front post, and I also can't remember who scored. Uh, it was Eder. So it was Eder with a header. Oh, Aye, that's yeah. right. I can't, believe um, I can't believe we did that. Take that back. Fasan came came to the near post as the ball was coming in when it was flicked on. Um, Eder couldn't miss with the header, so you know and that was right at the stroke of half time, which was disappointing because. We matched them fairly well. Um, Christie, I thought, throughout the game looked really bright. Um, some lovely touches. He, he, he has something about him. Yeah he, yeah, he really does. He's always he's very very keen. There was he had that cheeky drag over <coughs> in the box. I was going to say that there was a point in this in the second half. I think it was as Aguirre knocked it into him, and he, and he done fantastically to make that half yard of space snapshot off um, straight at the keeper. But he looked as if he was trying to play himself into Rogers' plans. Um, whereas some other players, such as Stuart Armstrong, didn't. Hey, Louis, uh, did, you, did you see the game? Yeah, kind of. I, I was kind of half watching it, as I say. The first, I saw more of the first half than second, but I thought the, the one thing that pleased me was the way I thought we started the game really well and we were pressing very well. It looked as if the team were, were pretty organised. And the good thing was... Well, fair enough it was a reserve team but it looked as if they were all playing the same way as what the first pick players are you know what I mean they're, they're the, first, all, the first pick players I, you know what I mean like the first, the first 11 team, the first yeah. team yeah they were, they're all they're, they're, I think they're all buying into what uh, Rogers is asking them to do and they're all carrying it out you know some are obviously going to be more effective in a game than others but from the from the style of play that he wants and, and pressing the ball high up the pitch and that sort of thing that was there and then the second string team were doing that um i thought liam henderson looked good at, at times i thought um i liked I, I liked to see liam henderson i, I think I, I still think he's got a future i really hope we don't let him go but he, he looked good at times, especially first half. He looked quite composed on the ball, looked quite happy to take the ball under pressure. Um, and similar to to uh, Scott Allen at times, he's always aware of where he is on the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I thought, he, I thought he'd done quite well. Um, Christie, as you say, looked bright, and I, I think there's a, there's a lot more to come from him. But... Um, there was some there was some positives and and some negatives, but I mean people like Johansson, Armstrong, players who really should be doing everything they possibly can because they're not as far away from from the first eleven as say Christie, Christie or Henderson. Yeah. They should be really trying to show that no, they're better than that level. 
and they they just don't do it. They ju- they just they don't impress. Um, Kieran, uh, I, I I didn't see the game. I, unfortunately, I was at an event in Edinburgh. Um, what was the your thoughts on Nadir Shifty? Um, I thought he was alright. I thought he kind of got himself about the pitch a bit, but um, didn't really have, didn't really have a lot of chances. He for 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 all the ball and all the kind of um, play we had against Inter, we just didn't create a lot of chances, which seems to be the kind of issue we are having now. Going with every game goes by with Celtic is we can have a fair bit of possession, but we're just well take my little game at the equation. I suppose that just kind of ruins the argument. But yes, there is some up. there is some games where we're not creating enough chances. Um, I, it might be a small sign, or maybe just something that's really in it, but the fact he was given the captaincy ahead of Johansson and Izagiri, that says... I, I don't know how important captaincy is nowadays. I don't know if it's just fired out willy-nilly. Um, but obviously Johansson at one point was a captain for a while last year, and so was Izagiri, and they two have been here with the club a lot longer. I mean, Shifty was in loan last year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we got this friendly, and he's been given the captaincy ahead of those two. So I, I don't know if that's anything to read into I think with that, that, with the fact of maybe Rodgers is saying, look... Maybe it's right. I want you. On. I want you. You are going to be a part of the team. There's, there's something you give. I know you don't score a lot of goals, but you do have a lot of kind of uh, hold up play. It's quite good. You're, you're you're quite strong as well. So maybe they're kind of building small things to say, look, you're going to be a part of the squad. Again, I I think it might be um, maybe just to focus them. I think the thing about Shifty sometimes is he maybe does lose focus, and to say you know you are the captain. Would maybe give him that little maybe edge where he tried. Uh, did he hit the bar? Someone said he hit the bar. Yeah, he did. Oh, I the, the was it the first time volley? I think the ball kind of spun him in the box and he he hit it with his left foot and it kind of I mean at the, the top of the bar. It was it was good. That, that sounds sensational. I mean I've not seen it, but it sounds sensational. It was decent technique. Um, and and I do think Roger sees him as part of the squad. Um, you don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't think the guy's very good. I mean, even when he's he's improved, he hasn't shown enough to me to to suggest that he's he's going to be able to play a big a big role for us. Um, but you know, if you've got Dembele playing as well as he did against Motherwell, Griffiths has already proven that he can find the back of the net. You know, if he's happy, he's it. another option. As if the team's ticking and doing really well, and he's somebody that we can bring in. You know. A Stephen Thompson style Rangers two thousand and five scenario. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Rogers he either sees something or he knows he's got to work with him just now. Yeah. So uh, Kieran's point about giving him the captaincy maybe as a we we boost him that that could possibly be true. Boyata, I was going to say the thing, the fact that he came off at half time. Didn't have a good game. I think he made a couple of mistakes. But again, he's just not played from injury, not, not so he's not, not played for quite well. So April, so. you can allow him, and these are the games where you should be allowed to make the mistakes. However, McCart- we know, we know ourselves. Composed, we thought. know ourselves how poor Boyata is. So now they're kind of seeing uh, that. That's nothing new to us. But then, but then, did you see that um, Chris Davies is that's his name? Yeah, that's the, the assistant. Yeah. He was saying that uh, Boyata was uh, a big part of the plans. Going into the game, that he was an important player and a big part of the plans going forward. I mean, whether he's just saying that because he's what? What else is he going to say? I don't know. But well, ultimately, we know, need we need at least five centre halves. We need five centre halves. We have Eric. We have Simunovic. We have um, Boyata. We have, I guess you could say, Lustig as well. 
Tory, okay, Tory. Um, Effie, O'Connell. Okay, so we've got what Ayer, six? We got six. Well, Ayer's one for the future. He'll be in and out. He's not going to be a first team player at this point in time. So we have um, Eric Svechenko, who has been consistently injured. We have Suminovic, who's been consistently injured or just injured for a long period of time. Uh, we've got Boyata, who's been injured since April. Um, we've got Lustig, who. A couple of years ago, people would laugh because he was the most injury-plagued player, but he's he seems to be our most consistent centre half and our most con- our, our most fit centre half. Um, so, I mean, you are looking. So what at, are you trying to say? My point is, we've we, got injured centre halves, so we need a dozen just to rotate them. Yeah, because my, no, my, no, my point is, we've got so many, we've had so many injuries at centre half. Maybe he's want to have quite a number of them, but in case these injuries start recurring. If, you know, if everyone's fit come August, doesn't mean that everyone's going to be fit come October because they are so injury prone. Now, mm. Eric and Sviach- Eric Svechenko and Simunovic, I get that we've all, everyone has kind of pinpointed that those two is, you know, a centre-half pairing. Um, but, as I said, they're both real injury prone, so we could, they could start, they could play together, they could play well three weeks, but then a recurring injury comes. So if Boyata is sitting there and he's fit, Again, it's just like Shifty, just keeping him there, just now making you know, you know, making sure he's okay. Get keeping his thingy up. You're still in our plans, you know. We maybe even just till we get to Christmas. If we're going, sorry, when you go away. No, I was just going to say it'd be it'd be interesting to see if all of them worth it. Who would be the two that would play? Because I don't, I don't know if it would be Yozo and Eric. I think he would play. We'll if, if, no, I think if if uh, Big Colo's fit, I think he plays. Got a lot of experience, done well so far. I think he would play. I, I think I think it would be incredibly harsh to drop Lustig. I don't think he would drop Lustig. Um, I think. Well, then again, if he goes three at the back, well, that's what I was just about to say. The, the fact that he's switching up the formation means that it, you know he's had Tierney as part of his back three at times. That's not. That's, that's not, not going to happen. That's not going to happen long term. That you, you can only do that against certain sides. So, I definitely see. Sviachenko for me is probably going to be the mainstay out of a lot of them. Turi, the only thing going against him is his age. Uh, Simunovic, we just don't know if we're being perfectly honest. Yeah. And all the others are kind of in and around it. Lustig will play a part in the defence, but whether that be at full back or whether that be at centre half, it doesn't really matter. Ben, interesting to see if he played a back three and he played Eric, Tori, and Jozo as a back three. Well, that that would mean that Lustig would be in the team, basically. Yeah, but but you know, just to just see, to see it, at, at some point if it crops up, big three. Well, Eric's a big big character, maybe not in stature, but it'd be interesting. It'd be well, interesting. the thing with Lustig is, if he's part of the, the back three, you can either accommodate the back four because he can play right back. Yeah. So you don't have to take a, make a substitution around them. You can just say right. You sort of, and we'll go to back four, and then there's an extra midfielder in there. I, 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 we'll get to the Motherwell game. Um, I don't know how he played. Actually, looking for your feedback, um, I thought Yanko hasn't really impressed since he's came back. I don't think he's played particularly badly. Um, he has been, He was caught a couple of times down, our, obviously down our right hand side. That's Motherwell had a couple of chances, but he's not impressed. Uh, again, I'm not writing the guy off. In, by any means, because he's, he's just back from injury um, and new formation, so we'll give him time. But Chris, what's your kind of thoughts on on, on Yanko so far? Um, at times when I've seen him, I've I've looked at him and thought 
you know, he, he, does, he hasn't done much wrong, but he hasn't done much, much right. Aye, right. he's not. Yeah, he's, he's just kind of gone through the motions. But at times this season, under um, I was going to say Tyler, under Rogers, you know, see when he's getting forward and he and he's he's he's, he's been in the final third of the pitch, he's used his strength to great effect, and I think you know there is perhaps something there. Yeah. Um, defensively, I'm not a hundred percent sure about him. Um, Although a lot of the games we play, that's not going to be as important as it, you know, it yeah. would at times. Europe but, it will, though. Hmm? I think. Europe it will. Well, yeah, that's where you would, you know, depending on the game, depending on the opposition, you know, Lustig's got is, the Is experience. that where you bring Lustig in just for his intelligence and his experience? Well, if if you're going up against a side that you know are going to come at you and you're going to spend a, a, a portion of the game defending, you know, you want Lustig in there. You don't want Yanko. Um but, you know, Lustig's defense, uh, sorry, injury record and the fact that you can see he's getting on a bit, you know, it's taking its toll on him. If you want somebody who's going to run up and down the flank all day in a game where defence is, is less on your mind, then, you, you, you know, you're probably better to pick Yanko. This is real, but the good thing with the Yanko, he's got the, he's got the pace to get back into defence. So if he does get caught out, there's more chance of him getting back in quicker than any other kind of fool. Well, maybe to quite fast, but Lustig anyway. So... He's, he's good. He's fast and he's good at getting forward. Yeah. But he's also got the ability and this pace to get back in when required. You make a really good point, but at the same time, your flaw is uh, Lustig never gets caught out. Because Lustig never goes far forward that much. Yeah, because he's intelligent. He's old. Yeah, case, case closed. Not. Well, he's younger than you. Dickhead. He doesn't this. He, <laughs> he doesn't this season. But you know, this is really the first, the first. Pre-season onwards, that Lustig really hasn't really ever went forward. What was the game? Was it one of the European games where he played right back and he didn't go forward? What this at season? All. Aye, at all. He didn't. He's not went forward this season at all. I know, and, yet, and, and yet Tierney was, but it definitely, it definitely looks like Rogers has told him, or maybe it's the other way about. I cannot. His, I cannot as do as that. I said, I think what he's, what they've done is give him the ball. He'll he'll ping the passes. He's he is, is passing. He's, he's, distri- he's probably one of the best distributors. Distributors, um, probably one of the best players we have with the ball at his feet. He's better than Toure with the ball at his feet. That's why Toure can sit when it, that, okay. He's, Toure's only played what one and a half games. But whenever Toure has the ball, calms it down and then passes to Lustig. Lustig's always the out ball. Now whether that's going to be Eric or Simunovic going forward. You know, it's, we, again, as Chris alluded to, we don't necessarily know that much about, let's be honest, either of them. Because they've not really had a chance to play. When Eric came, the league was wrapped up, pretty much. Um, we've not. There's going to be a lot more pressure this year in terms of them being back in the league and stuff. So That's a bit of a worry as well, the fact of we've started the season and yet we're so unsure about our defence. That to be fair, our, our hands are tied with that. Oh, that's um, it's not like we're chopping and changing. I, I would be more worried if we were chopping and changing with a full fit squad. But the fact is, it's going to be Toure and Lustig and Tierney and Yanko probably on 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 Wednesday. But, but we can talk about that. The, the thing is, though, I don't think there's been nearly as much focus on the lack of consistent like picking a back four and sticking with it because Rogers has played a three and he's played a four. Because he's so flexible in his tactics and what he's what he's doing, there's not been as much attention on it. If he just played a back four f- for every game since he came in, 
then we'd be talking about it, we'd be noticing th- things a lot yeah. more if players weren't playing and we'd be worried about not having a settled back four. But it kind of seems to be, we're not going to have a settled back four because we'll probably switch from a three to a four game by game. And that's, see, that's the point, I think. Uh, God bless Ronnie Dyler. God bless him. We all look up. We all, we all, we all praise him. Um very aware of them today. <laughs> I, I don't know why. That's worrying. Um, for anyone who listened to this for the first time on the 90 Minute Cynic uh, HQ wall, there's a big uh, Ronnie Dyla print. Um, signed. Signed Ronnie by Dyla the man print, himself. Which is available for purchase. Yes, anything over £150 um, <laughs> would be great. No, the point I'm going to make is Ronnie Dyla, very much in the, the, the mould of a coach. Rogers, to me, in the mould of a football manager. When I think football manager, I think Brian Clough. I think setting tactics for specific teams. Do you mean Dial as in the mould of coach from Cheers? As in a real comedy figure? No, no, I mean coach. Um, you know, the, the show that used to be on ITV, ITV with um, the guy from Portergeist? Yeah. Comedy figure. That's what we're going for here. Dial. I walked into that, to be honest. It was a great trap. You've laid it down for me. But no, you know what I mean? I, I just mean that, like, preparing the Rodgers as well, as, as Louis says, like, um, I think will use the formation on the basis of the opponents, as opposed to having, uh, I'm going to use this formation and that's it, and it doesn't matter who we're playing. But what's yeah. even better is it's not just the formation game at game. He actually changes the formation yeah. during the game as yeah, well. Yeah. So when the games, when he feels the game's not quite going the right way he wants, he can tweak it and make it either go from the three to the four or the four to three to try and maybe get themselves back in the game a bit more or try and kind of command the game more. And then when they do that, they can go back to what they've got because they've now controlled the game. Um, and going forward, so that that's really good. The fact that the and the fact that the players are actually able to adapt, which means they're kind of picking up better. So they're actually taking yeah. on board what Rogers wants. If you're if you're confident in your manager, then you, you're going to be confident in how you play football. I'm sure there was a lot of maybe missteps last season or the season in the season before because maybe people weren't fully getting behind Ronnie. Maybe if people trusted Ronnie Dylan more last season, who knows? Anyway, my point is, so the Inter Milan game. Um, Again, just brief notes. Uh, Christy, Christy impressed. Um, Shifty did okay. Armstrong. I think to be honest, the whole team did well because when you look at when you looked at the starting lineup, you thought, "Oh my god, we're going to ship a fair few here." Because obviously, I had, yeah. I had a few. But then, as the first one over, we just we combated with them, and we did actually we, we didn't we didn't that, look scared. And I can drive a goal though. That chip over Fasan was just exceptional. Uh, so again, just to to finish up on it, Milan Fasan. Other than maybe looking a bit out of his place for the first goal, it, do you know twenty two year old goalkeeper? You know, playing against you know an artist. I've. I, I, you know, it's difficult with Hassan. I mean, any time I've seen him in goals, I've never looked at him and thought... Um, You've never thought, shit? No, I've, ne- I've never thought, oh, you look, you know, you're really commanding, you're having a great game. But as you say, I've never. he's never done anything spectacularly wrong. Yeah. He made some great stops, um, first half especially, and in, in the second half. The only qualm I've got for him, and maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him, is when he came to the near post, he was totally isolated when the ball went over his head. But, you know... You wouldn't look at him and think that's another dud. Dud, another Celtic goalie in the traditional mould. Yeah, you wouldn't say that. Um, Louis, you made points about McCart looking steady. Yeah, no, I, I think he looks good with the ball at his feet. Um, it's obviously you know he, he's playing against an Amalana friendly, but I think I think he could be one that could make it 
I, th- I think I, I would imagine he would probably go and end up going out and loan at some point because he's not going to be he's not going to be ahead of the players that we've got. But I think I think he'll be one that they'll, they'll stick with. Uh, kind of longer term but I think he he maybe needs he obviously he'll need to add a few things be a bit more physicality physicality to his game but he looks he looks good comfortable taking the ball with his feet and intelligent enough to pick a pass uh, Henderson as always tidy in possession um, I, again I, I'm, I'm just speaking from, from what I've kind of heard and I, obviously you guys can disagree um, Christy Nimble so you, Chris you, you, you think Christy could force his way in at some point my biggest issue with Christie's is his physique. I think that's the one thing that's going to... Now, I know there's players in the modern game who physique hasn't held them back. Um, Mata, Cazorla, you know, yeah, guys like that. Messi, of course. I mean, these guys, they're, they're, if you're technically gifted enough physique... You'll learn how to... Yeah, yeah, make space or, or, or whatever. Christie isn't... You know, he's technically quite good, you know, and, and some of the stuff he did on Saturday was really good. But he, I don't think he's technically good enough to get away with the physique he's got because he's so slight. Yeah. Um, a bit like Mackay Steven, who he doesn't have the physique or the heart. I'd say Christie looks determined. I think if he if he can work on his upper body strength, we might see more from him. I've always I've said a few times I'm not sure if he'll make it at Celtic. Um, that's been one of my main concerns. To be perfectly honest, before this. Hadn't been hugely impressed. I don't think he was consistent enough, you know, in terms of his his ability. But he's young. He's starting to show it, and I think if he can work on, he's he's got a chance. And he looks as if he wants it, which is really important. Yeah, that's a great point. I think, uh, you know, to compare Christie to Armstrong, Kieran, how was Armstrong? Um, just a kind of couple of points on him. There wasn't much really. Um, he kind of got lost at times in midfield, which he seems to. I mean, he's now in the centre, which is supposedly what he prefers. But at times he's just kind of getting lost with the ball. He's he's not there for the pass. But there's quite a few players can be found guilty of that at times. Um, but I mean, he's been given a lot of chances and he's not shining. So, but, but see, I don't know if there's a lot of other players that he could that take. The only other person really would be fitting in there would be Hansen. But see, I. You've made a good point about him not maybe not you know having cha- he's had chances he's had a, a consistent quite a consistent run um, as as someone who's a fan of Armstrong um, it's his lack of as you just said there Chris Christy came in to try and impress showed determination every time every time Christy's come on sometimes he's maybe tried too hard um, but he's always really enthusiastic really trying really trying to make a make a go of it try to make something happen try to stand out. Armstrong to me looks lackadaisical. He looks like uh, just it's a stroll in the park. When he loses the ball, he isn't as. Again, we've we've talked about this a, a number of weeks, and to be honest, we should probably stop talking about it because we're repeat. Well, I'm certainly repeating myself, uh, but it's d- done through nothing but frustration. Then you expect that from the youngsters, especially Chris. Armstrong's like twenty-four. I know, but it's, no, but I mean, with Christie being nineteen, he wants to impress because he's not getting game time. Whereas Armstrong has been played an awful lot over pre-season, so he's maybe got in the back of his mind where... I'll be honest with you, when Johansson comes on, when Johansson came on the other week, week, um, he showed determination. It's not not about, like, um, have a a smile on your face and run around and chase and close everyone down. It's look like you're determined to do something. When the ball, when Armstrong loses the ball, when the ball comes, he's got no conviction 
conviction in what he does. That's it's a guy sitting in the middle of the park who doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And I don't think that's every other player looks like they don't want to do. I don't think it's miscommunication from Brendan Rodgers. I just have came to the conclusion that he's not good enough to play for Celtic. But it's a sad day. He must be showing something. Because he is getting game time under Rodgers. You know That might dry up now though. Now with you know when Bitton comes back and sure not I mean and you know we've now got Sinclair so that's another place where he's maybe not going to have a chance when Patrick Roberts comes back if we do play a back three you're looking at um, I always point to Louis for Tierney um, you're looking at Tierney maybe you know if it's a back three with you know Tierney playing on the you know the left hand side as a fullback I think the, Roberts, yeah. the, the one the one main main thing he's done for himself is showing that he's a squad player at best. I think I don't. I agree with you. I don't think he goes into your, the first choice eleven. So he's basically. I think. I think he, Henderson he's fading, does more. He's fading into the background a bit. Hen- Henderson. I'd rather give. I'm now at the situation where Henderson is always neat and tidy on the ball. He yeah. he's, he, he's, he always comes in, and again, he's someone who. Maybe it's down to the fact he's not playing every week, but he's someone who looks determined when he comes on to do something. He always turns and drives, tries to drive forward. Sadly, well, for Armstrong. Would you say then that Armstrong played better when he was in a wide position as opposed to the middle where we all thought he would be better? You can't deny that Armstrong has played well in patches. He's had patches where he's played well. He's just not. He can't. He just doesn't have consistency. Well, talking about Armstrong in, in, in Saturday, and I don't know why this completely went out of my head, but in the first half, who flicked him through? You can tell how closely we watched this game. You know? I didn't watch it at all, so I've got a pass. The ball came through, and it was a lovely flick. I can't remember who it was. Um, it was Shifty. Was it was Shifty. Shifty. Aye. Shifty knocked it yep, through. Yep. Lovely it was one-on-one, was it not? It was one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. And you nice thought, flick by Shifty, though. Aye, aye. Nice <laughs> flick. <laughs> Look at the gritted did, teeth. Did he score? No! No, no. Shifty looked half decent as well, but... When he came through, you know, he was shuffling towards goal, and you, you just knew that it wasn't going to be a goal. You had your suspicions, put it that way. You wanted him to do it, but he tried to come uh, to uh, Handanovic's near hand side and he stuck his foot out, and it just, there was no conviction in the shot. Yeah, it wasn't. Just fucking it, rattle it. See, sometimes yeah. it's just, just put your fucking foot through it. Just yeah. rattle it. It was, it was, you know, that way he was just trying to place it, and there was no conviction, and you thought. Nah, it's not happening. I, I've never known a guy to get into so many positions where if he does just have a, a decent dig, it's at least going to be on target. And it's always the pass back to the keeper. It's always a, a, a fucking grass roller to the keeper. The grass roller? Is that, is that it can be. Can I use that? A daisy cutter. A daisy cutter, that's the one I was looking for. Anyway, I am made a tackle, who cares? Um, so, moving on to the Motherwell <laughs> game. Um, it was a good tackle. So what? It was the halfway yeah, line. Right, this when is a message. Good, made, made good tackles. This yeah. is a message to Christian. We will not fabricate Norwegian-related things for you. If somebody Norwegian does something worthy of note, we will mention it. Um, I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> Administrator. Yeah, administer this. Administer that. And he just put his middle finger up. Didn't you? I, I didn't actually, but <laughs> I'll do it now. Whoa, whoa. Um, so love you, Christian. Yeah, well, I don't. Um, we go back to the Motherwell game. I'm looking at you, Louis. Yes, um, it was genuinely very a very exciting game. Yes. Um, thoughts on it? Uh, I thought it was sensational. 
I'm going to use that word. <laughs> That's an excellent word. Um, yeah, exactly. Looking at the team. Looking at the match report. It was sensational. Mark McGee said to <laughs> BBC <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> I'm getting the line-up. Um, no, I thought it was great. It seemed... Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in quite a few people on Twitter uh, over the past kind of... Well, since the game. It seemed to be during the game everybody was full of praise for what they were watching. And then suddenly it seems to be the cool thing to start saying that, that we weren't that good. Um, Who's saying that? Just, I've I've noticed kind of prominent people on Twitter kind of trying to downplay how how good they were. I think we were, I thought, honestly, I thought it was the best football I'd seen from Celtic in a very long time. And the the game, Ronnie Dyla's, you know, best game, the the performance against Dundee United at home. 6-1. For me, for me, it was, it was up, up there with that, where you were just watching a team blow another team away, and I, I thought, I honestly thought Celtic were superb. For large playable. Pe- large periods of that game, we just looked a cut above. And don't forget, we're playing Motherwell, another Premiership team. We're not playing a team. Peterhead, in, yeah, Peterhead or something in in, in League One. We're playing a, a Premiership team who have been well organised under Mark McGee, and yet we totally took that performance to a whole new level because he um, also as well sorry he also sacrificed one of the, I think it was Ainsworth he sacrificed one of his fast pacey wingers to have an extra midfielder to be more compact yeah. but yet like I, you said we totally bossed him and you've never yeah. seen that I mean that, that was, that's the thing you can look at it two ways you can be disappointed I, I was slightly disappointed in Motherwell well quite a bit disappointed in Motherwell to be honest that they never came out and really gave it a go fair enough we absolutely cuffed them in the last game of the season last year so they, they obviously didn't want that to happen again but I would have liked to have seen Mark McGee show that they'd progressed and say no we're going to come and try and match you and, and give you a game they never done that the other point of the other side of it is though that Celtic have struggled to break teams down when they've parked the bus. Yeah. And we look we've often looked and we looked last season like we we ran out of ideas pretty quickly and we couldn't break teams down and that was not the case in that Motherwell game. We looked threatening whether we were breaking, whether we were we were trying to dictate things ourselves. We looked as if we were full of ideas. Rogic I thought was for me, far and away, man of the match. I, I, I really can't. I think there was maybe only one instance. I remember one instance when he lost the ball. Um, every other time, he looked as if he already in his head knew what was going to happen. Like three moves ahead every time he got the ball, because he was playing things. I, I thought he was playing things right, so right, so right, well. Right, right, oh, rain it in. Rain the goal. It in here. The goal was stunning. Oh, Great I'm, pass by McGregor. Samani, looking at you. Um, great, great chip over the defence. Lovely, takes it with one foot, smashes it in top corner with the other. Robert's there. Sinclair. Oh my God, yes. Robert's who? Um, let, let me oh, jump oh, in. Oh, 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 oh. Right, you need to come. Oh, 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 oh. right, right. so, look at his wee face. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I've, never, oh. I've never seen you almost happy. You, you seem happy that someone's slagging <laughs> off. Like, firstly, I want to, uh, your excellent use of the word cuff. Love that. We cuffed them. Can, Cuff, can, I, can, I, can I use that in future? Yes. Thanks very much. Uh, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, so, Manny, thoughts? I'll come to the, the jibe against <laughs> Pat soon. Um, I'll just echo a lot of what he said. Um, 
fantastic. What impressed me more than anything wasn't the result because, you know, we beat them 7-0 last season. Okay, it was a game when the league was over, but, you know, we scored more against them in the past. What was so impressive about it was the way that we did it, the movement from our front three, the pace at which we moved, the performance from guys like Forrest, who I said was surplus yep. requirement last week. Still not convinced. Brown was great as well. But we are seeing things from these guys that we haven't seen in a long time. There's a shape to the performance. It's not just... A lot of the time when we did well under Dyla, it seemed... Like a gumbo, like just a lucky sort of draw. Well, I mean, without sounding cri- more critical than I usually am of Dyla, you know, it didn't... A lot of the time, it seemed as if, you know, we always had the ball a lot, you know, un- under him. But, you know, eventually we just got through and, and the team eventually... The team were playing just kind of gave up after a while, you know. Whereas it seemed as if the movement and the pace of our front line bamboozled them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was Sinclair was looked really good. It looked every time he ran at them, they looked as if they were crapping it. Uh, penalty, definite penalty. They, they <laughs> no, went. Not according to Martin Corrigan. Oh, not Martin Corrigan. Stephen Craig. Stephen Craig. They were. Um, yeah, but Sutton, Sutton didn't let him off for that one. To no, be fair. Yeah, and his goal, his goal came in, fantastic goal. Rogic, I would say, was the man of the match, um, as Louis has sexually alluded to. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But the big man's, he got 90 minutes under his belt as well. You know, his touch, his vision, um, it, it's fantastic. We've known all along, not for a long time now, that Rogic is technically probably the second most gifted player we've got at the club. That's just true. Now. That's very um, true. I've raised concerns as other people have over his stamina, but you know that was that was really really pleasing to watch. Um, aye, I just, I mean, is there any? You can't think much to nitpick about. But a couple, couple of times they, they, you know, they, they they had some chances. Do you know what I mean? But I think that's because we were pushed up that high and we were that in control. Wouldn't worry about that too much. But Dembele as well, which we've not yeah, even mentioned. Um, yeah, Kieran, thoughts on, on the game overall? It's a bit hard coming to me third after those two. There's nothing much more I can say. I mean, it was it was an amazing game to watch. It was just so entertaining. It's it's been a long time coming to see Celtic play. Obviously, the last game of the season, but I mean, that was a kind of dead a dead duck. So it was a competitive game now, and it was to see them just kind of blown away. I think it's also shown that whole thing where Rogers was saying about the fans, where we play back, but we go back the way to try and force a mistake from the other team. Yeah, and we seem to be doing that more. And it was kind of helping out. Um, again, it showed. I mean, it showed you the, the kind of the quality we have in Sinclair, and it's just it's going to be a great sign having him. I think he has. He's what impression most of him? I think it's just his directness. Yeah, directness with the ball was able to see passes. Um, I mean, was able to. I mean, his goal was able to kind of come in and cut. How did he do that? Like it's like it, it, do you know? See the, the goal um, when he just kind of puts it into the top corner. I, I, if you look at it again, it's like a golf. Like, it's, it's, it's like underneath his body. It's like he's he's kind of digging it out. It in. It's phenomenal. The technique is sensational. But it, it, the thing I liked about it was the fact that he saw the space between the two lines of players yeah. and just moved straight into it yeah. rather than try to run at the player and beat him. Just yeah, move Ke- into Ke- the space. was, was talking. Sorry, <laughs> you got your time. I've got Sorry, a bit more to say. I apologize. Um, I think as well, it was really good. To I thought Dembele was really good again, and getting another two, getting two goals now. So, I mean, that's him on three goals. So that's that's him get a good start now. This is something that obviously shifting what Skepovic and other strikers had. We'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> Previously, they didn't 
they weren't able to kind of pick up a couple of goals quite quickly, but that's him now got, technically it's two and three, because um, he got the penalty. No, it's three and two. Uh, three and two, sorry. Aye. Um, so that's maybe that's maybe that's the confidence he's got now. Yeah, he um, looks a different player now. He, and he, and apart that to do his fitness as well, I think. And you can see as well he's engaging with the fans a lot more. You can see he's 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 kind of appreciating the fact that the fans are kind of maybe giving him a bit of time. And now that he has scored, they're happy for him. Um, so that, that I mean that's going to be good going forward. Now just always a case of him and Griffiths just tying down a really good partnership where they can kind of work together and know where each other is, so they can kind of. You raise an interesting point. Um, what I thought was really interesting about um, Sinclair was... Um, you raise an interesting point, I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> no, what I thought was really interesting about Sinclair was his continual movement. He ran... There was times when he ran from the right-hand side to the left-hand side, left-hand side to the right-hand side, covering the entire... Going from one wing to the other within the same stage of play, which completely, as you one of you guys alluded to bamboozled the defence because nobody knew, none of the minimal defence knew when to step up, track him or just drop back into position so him doing that obviously led space for Dembele to run in behind left space for um, other players, Tom Rogic to run in behind to me it's an interesting how he played, it also raises questions about us going forward Louis, we were seamless at times in that game, there was big passages of play where we were, and I'm not saying what it wasn't for 90 minutes, but there were passages of play where the players, there were small triangles happening, there was fast-paced movement, it was almost flawless at times. This was done without Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. The question I'm going to ask is, um, do you drop a 40-goal-a-season striker? Uh, I th- I th- I think Rogers would. I think he's bold enough to do that. I think that game he really got to play kind of most of the time kind of four three three like he would. He kind of always said he would like to play, and I think it's quite good. Um, obviously, we're talking about Sinclair, but I also thought Forrest impressed at at, at yeah. times, and he, he had a he had a kind of similar role to to Sinclair in many ways, in that he had a bit of freedom. He was coming. He he, he was he was being direct on the wing, which he he's not really done in a long time, and he was also cutting in. But he wasn't just cutting in, you know, to to the to the first man that was running to him. He was coming right across at times. Um, but I thought he had I thought he had some nice touches. He put a shift in as well. He was getting back. He, did. he was tracking back, he did. which I've not seen in a long um, time. And you know, I I think the players. Obviously, obviously, Griffiths wants to play every game, but I think they respect Brendan Rodgers enough that if he says we need to go with this formation and it so happens that Dembele starts instead of Griffiths, I think he would accept it. I think it would maybe play in Rodgers' mind, they would maybe think I need to bring him on at some point, if I can. Uh, but you never really want to set into a game thinking I've got to bring this boy on at some point. But I think... He would have a better chance of dropping him than somebody like Dyla. Yeah. And fair enough, Griffiths got a lot of goals for Dyla and played his best football for Celtic under Dyla. But um, I think if if there's a good enough reason, I think it would it would be it would be allowed. So Manbot, uh, mm-hmm. moving forward, um, like that, that was good. Um, with, with 
you know, as Louis said, we've all kind of uh, discussed about how not only is he changing formations within games, but um, coming up to games, he's changed formation with with sort of within games and stuff. Um, you know, we've got two big games. We get two big games within the space of you know four days. We've got the Champions League qualifier on Wednesday, and then we've got a really tough game against St Johnston in Perth on Saturday. So it's two really tough games in my opinion. One's at home, so we get a slight advantage with that, and obviously going up to Perth on on the Saturday. Um, do you think? And we'll get to covering both those games in a minute. But do you think that he'll play both both lineups will be the same for those games, or do you think he? I have a sneaking suspicion he might not play Griffiths on Wednesday, and he will leave Griffiths for Sunday uh, for for Saturday. I think. I think, do you think people would be happy with that as well. Um, I think there's um, especially after the Motherwell game because let's put any context what that performance did for some people I think it showed what now we can go back to the Dundee United game with Isla and that was a vision of what it could be I think that's what um, Rogers people are expecting Rogers team to, be, to, to do I think that Sinclair's came in right away and made an impact I think people have looked at it and said yes that's what we want I think there's a level of trust completely on Rogers just now Yeah, whereby if last season we were in a similar position and Griffiths wasn't playing, there would be an outcry. I don't think that would be the case at all just now. Now, that's because he's got favour just now. If things aren't going so well, people will be critical about certain decisions. But people are basically saying, and Rogers, we trust whatever he puts out on Wednesday, I think people will buy into. I think people can see the benefit of the movement of the front line from the Motherwell game. And... It might all change if we didn't get a result on Wednesday, but right now I don't think anybody would question what he's doing. What would you do? Uh, I'd be tempted to... As you you are? Keep Griffiths in reserve, because I think Dembele's confidence will be sky high. That's not to say Griffiths' confidence wouldn't be sky high, but I think in terms of what we turned in against Motherwell, um, I think keeping that going, you know, the momentum with Rogic and, and, and things like that, I'd be tempted to go with that again. The thing is, Griffiths is going to get games for us this season. It's not like he's out in the cold, he's going to be set play second It's a squad fiddle. game. It is a squad it game. Is a, it, but that's the thing, it is, it's definitely a squad game and Rogers has already set us up so that we know he'll make changes and he'll tinker with players and things. And, you know, he's made changes in games that have made the difference. So... I don't. I would be tempted to go with that just because of last Wednesday. If Griffiths had started and we turned that performance in, I'd probably say go with that. The same, yeah. But I think the momentum with that, the way that we played, um, we're playing against a team who've lost a couple in their last games as well. They're, they're missing two key players as well. Well, do you know what? Going into a Champions League qualifier, last season when it was Malmo, we were absolutely shitting ourselves. Now, this might be misplaced confidence, but we're going into this game after that result Confidence Bremen, and I think you know, go with that team again, and we could we could stick a few past them. Yeah. Can I also just say last last thing on the Motherwell game, the three substitutions that he made were Ralston, who clearly he likes after just left letting Daniel Fisher go, 
permanently, so he brought Ralston on, which was good to see. He brought McCart on at centre half. He brought Henderson on. Three young players. Tidy. Henderson, tidy. Tidy. But good to see. Yeah, tidy. Kill. But not to be too negative, that was because we were 5 0 up, 4 5 0 up. Of, had, had it been 1 0 chasing the game, I don't uh, think uh, those three would have been made. Of course, but the thing is, he's tra- he, he sees the talent in those three players and he wants them to get the experience. I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's a good sign going forward that he obviously thinks these guys are part of my plans. Yeah, Hend- th- Henderson's the only one I worry about because people would be interested in buying him right now. The other two are, are t- too young. They got, they got tidy. In possession. What, Henderson? Yeah. They got pitch time, as you say, and that, and that says to me that, you know, when you're four or five up, that's the best time to bring uh, your young players on, and they did. But it says to me that, you know, that these guys are that involved that Rogers sees them playing some sort of role. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, there are certain players who, you know, like in that situation, you know, maybe just like wetting the appetite, you know, let, letting them in to say, you know, here you are. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, though, there are more senior players who probably don't look like they're going to get play every week. Who probably would have thought they would get doing the ten minutes. So I, I agree with you. That's my point. I think that he's think he's making almost a mark, putting a marker down, saying, "Well, there you go. There's your Ralston and there's your Henderson ahead of your Johansson and your like Shifty, for example." You reckon you you, you get the impression that, that he's completely in charge. Which sounds daft because a manager should be, but that's not always the case. You, you get the impression what he says goes completely. Um, kind of like me with this podcast. Pretty much, aye. Yeah. aye. The, he's the Kaiser, just like you. And my final word on the Motherwell game, what would the score have been if oh, Patrick Jesus, Roberts had been fit? Mr Roberts had been fit. Let's just, let's just think about this for a second. People were saying James Forrest and pressing, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he wasn't too bad. But can you imagine it was Patrick I can't. I mean, I, I, my imagination eh? isn't that big eh? to, to, to imagine eh? um, what it would have been like. Put it this way: the charge of the light brigade, the goals, the, the goals. Tally would have went. No, in all seriousness, the idea of Sinclair, Roberts, Rogic, and another. Whether it's Dembele or Griffiths, is mouth watering. It really is mouth watering. I've got a team for you. You've got a team. We'll get, we'll get to the prediction. We'll get to the prediction. I've got a team for you. Another thing as well, you're saying about how much Rogers in charge. It was when he was having like an interview afterwards uh, with the BT. Oh, let's talk about that. But he was. But he did mention about how. Um, he's he's identified the players he wants, and he was kind of kind of praising Peter Lowe because he's kind of actively getting the players that he's wants. So it seems as if the players that have come in is what Rodgers has wanted, and it's almost as if it's a, it's almost like it's his number one targets that he's wanted, Aye, and they've actually managed to get him. And and the other thing for for <coughs> me, I th- I think it, every time he spoke about it, I think it, it's pretty clear that these are players that he has said. I want him, as opposed to going through. No, no, no. Let me finish. You can speak in your mouth and say that's why I just said. No, said. no. <laughs> what the point I'm trying to make is, as opposed to the players that the scouting system has flagged up, and he's trolling through like Dyla probably did, going, "Here's four possibles. Pick one." Rather yeah. than doing that, I think Rogers has went because Toure Tor- uh, he knows, Sinclair he knows, the new goalkeeper he knows, Dembele is the only player that he's not worked with. 
Now, possibly Dembele was on on the club's radar, but I think he's on the club's radar. For, he's probably seen that and thought, "Aye, why not?" But, I mean, like twenty, what, nineteen year old, yeah, we can get him, get him. But three signings out of four, Rogers has went. I want him, go and get him, and that's it's what, like that's you're what, at like some sort of um, you know nutrient shop, or like Brian at his you know his nutrient meat shop. That's a very <laughs> in joke that no one gets. Sorry, but I mean, the scouting system—it's not always just random. They're not like does Rogers not go to the scouting system and say, like, "This is the type of player, this position, a player I want. These are the attributes I'm looking for. Go find me players who fill that tick the boxes." And I, then they trawl around looking for players. It's not just that they randomly go. Well, I've seen this player. He looks quite good. Here you go. I think Rogers says, "I've got right." So the position is, I've got a striker. My striker position. This is the this is the way I want my striker to be like. This is the attributes I want to see. Can you go and find me a striker out there who ticks all these boxes, and then I'll look to maybe see them. From from what I, what I'm led to believe, it's a bit of both. What I think we have is we have we have um, scouts who literally have a region. So we have a scout in Scandinavia. We have a scout in Eastern Europe. I think it was supposed to be Lubomir Mravchik at one point. I don't know if he is officially working for the club, but he was he was certainly scouting players or highlighting players. We'll have a scout in uh, the old, certainly a couple in England, and what happens is they have reports, and they will report on, i seen this guy, and this guy's good. Whereas there'll be other times when Rogers will actively say, I want you to find me this guy. This is the so I do think it's about both. But he'll probably go with he'll go with go and look at this guy and tell him what you think. And he'll also have what have you got? But regardless of all those scouts all all over the place in these different countries, he's signed four players for England. It's the market aye. that he knows. Oh no no I'm not. No, no. Three players also he knew very well. This, as well. But this transfer window strikes me almost like Martin O'Neill's. Yeah, uh, oh, I've no doubt. It was basically I need X amount of big players to to get the team to where I want it to be to start off with. He's he clearly came in at the club. Would love to have taken Sinclair. Love to uh, have taken. Um, why is my Colo? That's I, I don't know. Colo, why I Colo. forgot uh, forgot his name for a second. Clearly wanted to take Toure. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, and I reckon I reckon he's going to get one more big signing. In. Um, I've just got a feeling in my. Do my you know who I, who who I think it could be? Who? Uh, he's Icelandic. He's a number ten, and he he's Gilfie. not and he's not getting a game just now. Gilfie. Gilfie? he's not getting a game. He's unhappy. He's came out and said he's unhappy. I don't know, guys. <laughs> that would be. I mean, that would be. It's more. It's, it's more believable than the Schweinsteiger rumor. Oh jeez. I think he's lined line somebody up if we get in the Champions League. So mm-hmm. I think if <laughs> if we pass, there'll be um, you get somebody you're marked up. They've they post themselves to go. If we make it in, yes, I'll be happy to come on. Um, I, on that note, what what do we need? What what do we need? Do we need a? <laughs> yeah, you're disgusting, um, what, what, <laughs> what, <laughs> Right, can we just focus here, gentlemen? We're a gentlemanly conduct. Um, oh, primary school. It's disgusting. You lived up to your billing. Um, <laughs> you said last week. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't me. Yeah. I'm not uh, taking ownership for that one. Can we all just wrap it? That right. would be great. Okay. Um, what do we need? He says he needs two more players. Um, we brought the goalkeeper in. That's one. We got the keeper in, 35-year-old. He was Nottingham Forest's player of the year last year. He was the player's player of the year. Uh, I remember him when he was at Dunfermline. And, Did we get him for free? Uh, f- I think it's 500,000. Half a million we paid for him. Yeah. 
Um, is that a player of the year last year? Well, 35 year old isn't that old for a goalkeeper, to be fair. No, I mean, it's a good value. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. One year left in his contract. Uh, uh, um, I, I think it's. Uh, well, before, what do we need? Is he going to challenge Gordon or is he back up? First choice. I think he's going to go straight to the team once he's actually match fit. Because he's, he's injured just now, but he's said he's key to the way he plays, I believe. Because um, he's, he's, he's one of his keepers that plays with the ball with his feet very well. I think somebody came out with. I mean, I think it was. Tammy Manis, so I'm not really going to take too much into it, but he said he's like one of only two or three keepers who can actually, who would actually play an, as an outfield player because he's that good with the ball at his feet. All right, okay, so um, he's too. Yeah, as well seen on that he didn't become a keeper until he's 15. So up until the age of 15, he was playing as an outfield striker, an, an outfield player, I don't know what position. So he's got the kind of. He's got the kind of confidence with the ball at his feet, which seems all, to help as a keeper, which is what Rogers quite like. Are you all happy with him coming in as your number one? And because Gordo, I think, will, will chuck it. And I don't think Gordon's happy sitting on the bench just because he'd been out for so long. I don't think he's going to sit on the bench and be, and be back up to anyone just because he missed two years of his career. He made another error against Motherwell where it wasn't a big one. It was the one that he palmed out to McDonald's feet. He, he saved it. I'm not having that. It he, he saved it. Put it this way, right? See if De Vries comes in and he is impresses like his reputation says it will. Player of the year and all that. Good with the ball at his feet. Gordon will then revert to the tit that came up for the corner against us. All the vitriol will come back and it will be get tempt. You're excited about that. Aye, you're aye. a nasty piece of work. You. No, I've I've backed Gordon up to now, but uh, you've just decided. I need a scapegoat <laughs> after. Um, but isn't that isn't that kind of in a way what we're always looking for a scapegoat? Not we, not me personally, but I always seem Celtic fans are always looking for someone to blame. And don't get me wrong. Now you, Kieran, you now you highlighted there he made a mistake in the model game. No, he didn't. He saved it. Now was it a perfect save? No. Was it a bit of a fumble? Aye. But he saved it. That's one. That's being highlighted. The fact is he didn't really do anything wrong. It's like a strike. If, if Lee Griffiths, the chances Lee Griffiths missed in the Champions League game, right? He missed three big chances, and we're talking about chances he should have put away. Um. Do, do, is that comparable to Gordon missing a, missing a, a chance like like that that ball that he didn't quite get the first time? Right. No, I, I listen. I think I think Gordon is being completely. He, obviously, he's made mistakes. I'm not. I'm not every player does, but I think he's been sold down, absolutely sold down the river, and I think it's a disgrace. Do you know what? Despite what I said last week, this is this week. Celtic fans are notoriously fickle. Get on board. <laughs> Gordon is now a fanny. We have signed a new keeper. That's it. Get on message. If this guy turns out to be a tit, I'm going to say, do you know what? I just thought Gordon got a hard time off. Yeah, Gordon is great. The thing is, though, Gordon is two years younger than the new keeper that we've just signed. We took him. He, he wasn't getting wasn't getting a game for anybody. He'd been training with a bunch of teams. We took him. He's played Champions League football for Celtic. I don't necessarily think he's going to be in a massive rush to leave. I think he would. I think I actually think he'd be quite loyal to the club after the 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 kind of turnaround that we've allowed or enabled him to have. I think he would stick about and push. Oh no, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say. He, I'm not saying he's going to. He would. He would demand a transfer straight away. What I'm saying is, if it comes to the end of the season, for example, and he's still not getting a game. It's just because fair, fair enough. He's, he's fair missed. Enough. He's missed two years. Yeah, and 
he's on the verge of getting back in, you know, on the verge of becoming Scotland's number one again. I, I, he, he wants to play games. And, and, and you can understand that. I just think that he is being made a scapegoat. But the new, the new, the new goalkeeper uh, seems he seems more like what Rogers wants in a goalkeeper in terms of you know playing with the ball at his feet and all that kind of stuff. He know he knows him obviously from his time at Swansea. He the uh, the goalkeeper knows Sinclair for Swansea. He knows Lee Griffiths the from the Palsy. He knows Lee Griffiths from Wolves. The Palsy. He knows Stevie Woods from Dunfermline, the goalkeeping coach. So when was Stevie Woods at Dunfermline? He was at Dunfermline the same time as the goalkeeper. All right, I, 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 um, I didn't actually know that. So he, he, he's. I think he's quite well placed to kind of settle in quite quick. Um, obviously, he needs to get fit, but it'll be interesting to see. I, 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 I do think he's coming in to be number one. Is he Dutch? Yeah. Does he play for Holland? I don't think so, no. no Get him to fuck shit. Back in the Gordon bus. Back in the Gordon bus. Very fickle. The other thing you've got to remember about Gordon is he's made a couple of errors this season or pre-season with like uh, corners, cross balls coming in. There's a two or three he's flapped at. But you've also got, got to remember of last season, his kicking is shite. Nah, his kicking See, is his bad. kicking is actually atrocious, and a lot of last season it showed it where so many passes were going from him were going out of the out of the box. So I think there's no doubt in Craig Gordon's shot stopping is fantastic. I mean, he's amazing at shot stopping, but as an all round other attributes, he doesn't have that, which is what Rogers might want because Rogers will want to have to be able to play from the back, but you also want to play from the back quickly because I I found a lot as well with last season with Gordon was. When he when he kind of got the ball, he held on to it long. There was there was never there, a lot of times it wasn't people offering him anything, but there were sometimes people offering him this season the, this the ball out, and God was just kind of taking his time. Th- this the ball. season, uh, this season, I think he's went the other way to his detriment. I think he's been kicking the ball as quickly as he can to fucking nobody. I think Rogers has asked him to get the ball out quicker. That's uh, the, I think I think he's done that this season, and he's he's made he's made, made him look like a bit of a tit. Sometimes uh, there's been a few times where he's he's he's, he's set up a few early attacks, and uh, and you can definitely. I definitely guess Rogers has tried to get me to do that, but he said that the uh, keeper's key to the way he plays. I think that's what you'll see. I think you'll see De Vries, um catching the ball and that and throwing it quick. <laughs> see even see even Getting into the Dutch squad, fucking <laughs> sharpish. He wants to stay Celtic number one. But the thing is, see if they are going to be your your top two keepers. Even if if Gordon is your backup keeper, he's on your bench every week. Fantastic! I think I think that's great, and it's a good sign. When was the last time? No, we don't know what this guy is going to be yeah, like. We're building this guy up, of the, course. This Dunfermline fucking reject from ten years ago. But Get let's let's fuck. say he's number one. And he continues his form from being player of the season last year. When was the last time we had two? What you would class as good quality keepers at the one time? Uh, we had um, Stuart Kerr and that goalkeeper from Liverpool. That we got on loan, Tony Warner. Tony Warner. But it's hard. It's hard to have two quality keepers <laughs> because we Ian looked Andrews. at last year. How often did Bayi get a get a game? Because Gordon Victor Bay, was just so the Portuguese and the Portuguese. To keep you to keep your simple brain, we'll call him Bailey. But how often did he play last year? Because Gordon was just always fit and was on the form. I, so I, if Friso come in, he may not get injured for the rest of the season and will pick up form. Gordon may never get another game. He may get the cup games coming up. Yeah, that he, he may do it like Barcelona, where he, he gets all the cup games. 
Yeah, I, I think Fries gets the league game. I, I think uh, you need to give him game time to keep him happy. The, the Belgian goalkeeper, whatever you fucking call him, Courtois. Um, every Mignolet, the one at Celtic. Um, he or oh, Logan by okay. uh, yeah. no, in all seriousness, like he, I don't think he got those games last season because he played one game and it was dire. And I, he, he's a mad man. He's a fucking nutter. He's he don't, I don't think he knows he's a goalkeeper. <laughs> he played one game ball. and he was Eric Dyer. That's not a joke. That's not. A, there's no link there. That's Dyer. But oh, move fuck on. me. Move um, right before Kieran we go, Dyer. Before we um. Nathan Dyer. <laughs> Nathan Dyer was the one I was trying to remember to be fair. Um before we dials, um, before we go to Danny, Danny. <laughs> uh, before we go to Can you shut up? Okay. Oh yes. Um before we go to the actual questions themselves, let's uh, look ahead to the game on Wednesday. Uh, how would you line up? How do you think we're going to line up? Slash, how would you line up? How would you attack it, Chris? I go first. He, he was all excited. No, let's go. Let's Kieran. What, what about you first? Are, are Louis excited with your Wolverine hair? Wolverine hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Gordon and Goal, just because the other guy is not fit, right? Um, Gordon, Gordon and Goal. They're up against it with him and Goal. A back three of Lustig, Toure, and Tierney. Controversial. Midfield. He's <laughs> not happy. M- midfield of... McGregor, Brown... Rogic out wide Sinclair Forest up top Dembele and Griffiths so it's 3-5-2 3-5-2 ok interesting um, I like a lot of, I like a lot of that um, I don't know about playing Kieran Tierney I think that's too that's, 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 that's the only thing that's that the only to thing. me is just I mean this we need to keep a clean sheet I think the only issue I have with the only worry I have with Kieran Tierney is I think Sinclair is probably better at covering defensively than Forrest for example I think that's so a- I think we could rely on him to get back a bit which would mean as if he came back that Lustig would move over to the right you would need to have another centre half in there where where I've said that Tierney would play it would right now it would have to be O'Connell. So it's either O'Connell or Tierney. I don't know. I personally I'm always gonna pick Tierney, but you know. Kieran, what about yourself? We'll come to you, some man but is it a four is it a four at the back or is it a three at the back? And if it is a three at the back I think it's gonna be a four at the back. Um to have Who's to in have. goals, Kieran? Fazan. Fazan. <laughs> Done great on Saturday. Yeah. Ernsy spot. Get a drap fucking dud that's usually there. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is an absolute disgrace. You guys have got no loyalty. <laughs> yeah, obviously Gordon. Um, uh, I'd go Tierney and Yanko, the fullbacks, and I would go Lustig and Lustig. I'd go Tourney and Lustig. Dropping O'Connell? Oh, that's pure shady. 
Well, I'm a bit worried of having the back three of O'Connell being on the left side with Sinclair. I just don't know how good Sinclair is getting back. I can't really, I didn't really watch. He, didn't, he was never really. But he's like a left back for Aston Villa last year. Aye, but that was, you know, needs must. He didn't have to do very much, so I don't really know what his kind of tracking back is like, so I don't it's too much of a. So, a back four, right? You get a solid enough back four. Um, midfield four as well, then? Or midfield five? I'll go to midfield four. I know Rogers played fantastic well, but I think I'd go with Brown and McGregor. Sinclair on the left and Forrest on the right with Dembele with Dembele and Griffiths up top I was if I said five in midfield yeah with a four in the back Chris any, anytime you're ready Chris anytime you're ready do me proud go on on you go <laughs> telepathic yep. see that it's like yep we eat at a bit of chest thing there go on yeah. and goals <laughs> yes of these man <laughs> Craig Gordon You say with such disdain Yesterday's man <laughs> As he's known Keeping the spot warm For Big Doris um, <laughs> You guys have built This goalkeeper up To be Like the uh, Johan Cruyff we'll, Of goalkeepers we'll, we'll, We've already come out And said If it turns out We're shite We'll be right Getting back Back on the Gordon bus uh, Yeah Doris F.A.C.D. <laughs> and who's the other one <laughs> There's somebody else There's some other wee woman In the team <laughs> McGregor <laughs> Sorry Chris this is your moment to shine Do us proud That's weird For <laughs> Left back Mr Kieran Tierney Happy with that Yep there we go In like position it. of the jersey He's in position Louis actually happy That he's in Sir Manny's team <laughs> Like he's proud Right back We Sadie The Yankmeister General Janko Jankington Steel uh, The two in the middle It's got to be Colo Coolunder Pressure, Toure, <laughs> and his partner is Mikael Lustig. Oh, so the same back five as Kieran then. Yeah, genuinely happy to be honest. Um, same back, back. Uh, he's he back does, four. He doesn't. The keeper is part, is, isn't part of the back four. He also doesn't count goal, uh, Golden as a goalkeeper as a, like a player anyway, do you? Five in midfield. Oh, oh. we're going to go wide. We're going to go wide for Sinclair. Man's in possession of the jersey. He's in possession of the jersey. Yeah. Right hand side. Can't believe I'm going to say this, but in the absence of the Messiah, <laughs> <laughs> it has to be we know Nick. <laughs> Nicholas, <laughs> who is still, <laughs> who is still on parole with me. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> In the Sandy Talks back there. <laughs> this is when Periscope would come in handy. Yeah. Um, in the middle, we're going to have Scott Brown, another man who's experiencing a renaissance. A renaissance. Under uh, Mr. Rogers. Next to him, it has to be the man who has no long term future at the club, <laughs> Callum <Jesus> McGregor. <laughs> no, no, in, absen- in absence of uh, um, another central midfielder. Uh, are we are we assuming that Johansson's gone then? Like Johansson's not part of the, not gone as in left, but not part of the plans. Johansson, Johansson, Armstrong, and Beaton is Beaton not back fit? Beaton is training this week. The, I don't think there's going to be a thing on him yet. He'll be. I think he'll be on the bench. Um, anyway, Johansson. I mean, Christian's desperately trying to say he's just had a baby. He's just had a baby. <laughs> as if, as if you know, kids can't go on planes. <laughs> yeah. To back to Norway. Um, so, aye, who was it again? McGregor, Brown, Tam. Tom Bowler. Has to be Tam. It's got to be Tam, it's got to be Tam. It's got to be Tam. It's got to be Tam. Got to be Tam. Um, up front, Musa Dembele on his own. Can I just shock you? Uh-huh. That's the team I would pick. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can I, can I just shock you? 
I like wine. <laughs> Sorry, that's an Alan Parsons joke. Um, yeah, I, I'd go with that as well. I think on the bench, I think Beaton... Um, Griffiths. Beaton Griffiths, obviously. I think um, Armstrong can have a seat. No. Christy. Um, Christy. I, I, would, I would personally think Christy would be a good option from the bench. Um, especially when Rob... Uh, sorry, Forrest... If only he was fat. Especially when Forrest goes back to type and, you know... You can, <laughs> it goes you can, bad. Just it, accepting it. It'd be great if, if you know, it's a lot of very, very offensive players and creative players, but it'd be great to see Sinclair, Rogic, Roberts, Dembele and Griffiths all playing at the one Just time. Just so you're aware, we do but, have Aloha, which could be... Aloha have won seven out of seven games this season. They've won, they won all their League Cup games and they won their two games in the league. So why do you say about a perfect team to play that formation? Just because, with all due respect to Alloa um, and, and, and you and McGuffey, one of the one of the cynics... Um, they are fish. They're, they're, they're no league one. We, they are a team you could experiment against and you really could, you know, you know, Christy, for example, could really actually be given a go and stuff like that. But we'll get to that sort of game. Just, are we, is the Challenge Cup again tomorrow? Can I make that up? The Challenge Cup, you know, the, the under twenties. Um, let me just check. Um, yeah, so w- in terms of the, uh, yeah, the, the the game on Wednesday uh, prediction, Kieran. I don't want to get too confident. I'm, I'm not over. Well, I'm confident we're going to get a result. I would like two or three now. Okay, I, I think if. If, I think if we definitely keep it tight at the back, I do f- feel that we'll. Um, we if we get a goal, a goal kind of early on, kind of mid first half, I think we should be able to get another two, another two or three. And I think if we were to get through three now, I think that would be fantastic. I think going away to Israel with a three 0 lead would really give a lot of confidence. Um, and it's not even just that. I mean, it's also if we play well, because obviously we when. I can't remember if it was Mulder or Malmo. We were 3-1. We won the first leg 3-1, didn't we? 3-2. We beat Malmo. Oh, Ma- 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 Malmo scored in the last kick of the ball. But we played 3-2. So, obviously, we weren't... We were yes, partly played remember. well, and then we didn't play well. Uh, so smashed your tail, Going away, that was just a bit too tight. So, I think if we can keep a clean sheet and get two or three goals, I'd be very, very happy with that. Uh, myself, um, again, I, I like what Sir Manny and Kieran just said. I don't want to be overconfident uh, and maybe that let's hope to God that Motherwell game wasn't a false dawn but at the same time with the pace and technique of I think Sinclair's a game changer for me just in terms of him coming in and him his link up with Rodic as Louis alluded to earlier on was and I, and I know Motherwell maybe aren't the highest standard in terms of even the Scottish Scottish League but they're still a decent standard and I think we could play like that against a lot of teams. And I, I do think I'm very... I'm excited. I, I think we're not going to concede, which is the first time I've said that in a long time. I think the goal we conceded against Astana was, you know, one of those things. But we, we're looking stronger at the back. We're looking a lot more resilient at the back than we have in a long time. So I am not. I don't think we're going to concede. And I'm going to see a 2-0 lead going into Israel. Going to Israel. Um, yeah. McCaff bot. If I give a prediction, is that what we're doing at this uh, juncture? You just put your hand up like you. I know I had a point to make. I'll make your point. That's fine. With how you know how kind of ineffective Brown, Armstrong, and McGregor were as a midfield free, 
the three of them didn't really inspire much. Do you think because Rodrik played so well against Motherwell, do you think we'll see that three again? Or do you think, does, does Rodrik go straight in the team now? Or he, do you still think he, he, here's the thing, he's right? not quite there? What I would say is, I think you are... Uh, Rodrik, I'd personally, right, and I'd rather go for Kraft and Gale over, you know, toughness, if you will. So, from that point of view, I'd rather have someone like um, Rodrik than Armstrong because Armstrong's not bringing a lot to the team. I think Rodrik is better at Parkhead. I think he's. I think he's just better at Parkhead. I think he's. He's more comfortable at home. He'll learn to play away. I think now he's played away. I play well in the SPL. He scored a lot of his goals away from home. Um, I think Europe is different. Um, the thing is, though, he, 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 I think he's he's great in and around the box. He's he's fantastic when the team sit back and defend quite deep because he loves that space to pick passes. Rogers has already said after watching. Uh, Bersheva's games and that he he expects them to come and defend. Try and try and do do that. He doesn't really expect much of an attacking threat, and he thinks they're going to basically set up shop. And that's why we're going to be play. the perfect player to. But that's to what, that's why I honestly think, as Chris said, that's why we probably all play four five one. Yeah, we'll pretty much play with. Although it's a four five one, it's still got a lot of pace and a lot of attacking options. It took us 20 minutes to score that first goal against Motherwell and there was a certain amount of maturity and patience from the crowd as well. I'll have to give the crowd their their, 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 their dues as well. No one panicked, everyone, you know, because it got to that 50 minute mark and, you know, they've got, they've got, they literally had at one point 11 men behind the ball. Um, but a little bit of guile from the, you know, the much derided on by Sir Manny McGregor, great pass. Obviously, um, Rogic made Made it with his technique and skill, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think uh, this play. I don't think we'll play that dissimilarly to or set up that dissimilarly to how we did against Motherwell. I'm looking for a prediction. Um, right, I've got a probably self-inflicted reputation for being a negative bastard. That's because you are. It's not like a self. <laughs> that's, that's just that's what you are. That's going out the window tonight. Just going right out oh, the window. Get it. Def- what did you predict? I predicted 2-0, he predicted 3-0. 2-3. What did you predict? He's not done his yet. Alright. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. 4-0. 4-0. Really? You're yeah. going 4-0? Yes. I think in the Champions League playoff <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> no, not, not Cowdenbeath Celtic under-20s tomorrow night, no. 4-0 in the Champions League playoff. I think that the confidence is... Oh, listen, listen. You know, you've made some outlandish predictions in the past. Right, people will forget if I'm wrong. So, <laughs> no, no, no. You're not really sticking your <laughs> neck. No, genuinely, I think just now the confidence is brimming. They're, mi- perf- they're missing two of their key players. One they of them's are. a defender and one of them's a defensive midfielder. Well, the, 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 the reasons I'm saying this, one, the Motherwell game seemed to me to signify a change in... You know, the way that the team played. The movement was there. The speed was there. Roger's talking about it afterwards. He says that the team are getting there. They're starting to do things that he wants to do. The confidence is sky high. The fans, it's going to be a packed full house. By all accounts, they're going to come and they're not going to be coming forward an awful lot. You know, they're going to sit back. 
their now I know they did well against Olympiacos in the last round, but primarily this is their first attempt at to try to qualify for the Champions League. Got a company a packed full house. Um Confidence is brimming. We've got Sinclair in who's hit the ground running, galvanised the club. I just think that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sweep them aside. I love this, I love this, man. No, Where I, is this guy? Where is I hey, this, this, this is beautiful. I've got a feeling in my bones about it. There's I feel some, it in your fingers, feel it in my bones. I feel it in my toes, yeah. I just I, I, it seems as if that I just I've just got a feeling. And I think it'll be full now and everyone will be like, Yeah <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, uh McCaffrey. Um I don't have quite the same confidence. Um I worry that it, I worry that we're possibly overlooking this team. We don't we don't Negative know. <laughs> I know. Well, we don't know. Typical, Matt, pure, typical purely McCaffrey. because we don't know much about them. So I'm 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 worried about the unknown. I suppose. Um, a drink. And <laughs> I'm also worried after Dyla's Dundee United performance, it could be a false dawn. Um, we need to wait and see if they do that again. Fantastic. But there is going to be a there is going to be a lot of pressure, if we, uh, like we've said with all of the, these European qualifiers. If we don't get a goal early, if, if the longer the game goes now, now people start getting anxious. It's just that that is a guarantee. I think I think we'll win it. I think it'll be closer though. I think one 0 and possibly if we're if we're playing really well, possibly two 0 But. I think it'll be one now and then. I want to change my prediction to five now, Sir Manny. Nobody's going to believe you. There'll be no credibility in that prediction because um, I'll just be copying you. Uh, we've got some quite, uh, we've got some quotes and questions and such. Um, let me see. Oh, actually, we should mention the point that um, at Celtic FC SLO, the uh, supporters liaison has tweeted that <laughs> Stefan Skepovic is still a Celtic player. Right. How how do we and f- how do we feel about that? Although it says it says on here, you know, there's a statement from Gattafi saying Gattafi has executed the purchase option on the player. Yeah, that was like at the beginning of the summer, though. But yeah, and, but and the other thing is he's on. I know I'm kind of infatuated with a Celtic website, <laughs> but on the Celtic website, he's listed as still being on loan. He's never changed from that, and yet they all they update it right away with the new players. And yet Skepovic is he's not he's not part of the strikers. He's still first team players on loan. It still says he's on loan to Gaddafi. Well, that's um, as um, surely you're not going to have a loan that's going to continue through the summer. Well, if nobody so, wants him. and he's not went back on loan again. It seems weird. How There's something know? going on that we're not privy maybe to. They, maybe surely. they have taken him on loan again. Uh, Derek, I, I think I think it's more of a case that he does. He said he's not coming back. Derek at the boy Moz has tweeted about that. Did they send him back like a jumper with a hole in it, which I thought was quite funny. Um, Paul McQueen, um, he tweets. Did okay. This is one for for you, sir, Manny. Did Ryan Christie do enough against Inter to merit some kind of involvement on Wednesday night? Seat in the bench, I'd say. Aye. Yeah, de- just, decent uh, for yeah. I think his uh, it's a, his desire. As I said earlier on, he looks like he wants it. And uh, yeah, I think a guy um, like that should be on the bench. Louis McCaffrey from Lewis at Scott Allen's Boz. Is anyone actually riding the Scott Sinclair Barnet bus? 
get it shaved and then the wee smelly face upside down. What are your thoughts on Scott Sinclair's Barnet? Uh, I think it's bold. I think it's different. Uh, I am a fan. Love it. I am a fan. Good. Um, right. Um, is anyone, Kieran, this is for you, is anyone concerned that a lot of people are being dismissive of this team? I think you made the comment that you're still a bit, a bit weary about it. Yeah, Did the tie on Wednesday? The points. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, like Louis says, we don't know enough of them. They, they've, well, they won the, the other really champions. They did put Olympiacos out in the previous round. and But, I mean, you don't really know much about Greek football. I don't know how. Well, Olympiacos were in the Champions League last year, weren't they? So they're still, they're still a relatively did big, I, did, big game a, and a big. It doesn't matter. They're still, so still a big club. They still managed to put them out. So, I mean, they could draw on that kind of performance they had and can use that against us as well. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's still. We can't, uh, I'm not overconfident, but I'm confident that we'll get a result. Yeah. It's just whether we'll be able to, to keep a clean sheet and get a couple of goals. Yeah, to try and make it a little bit more comfortable. Well, we want it more comfortable. We don't have to, won't have to go away and then rely on having to score a goal. Uh, Bobby Dazzler at Bobby D67. Uh, Louis, Liam Henderson. Uh, comfortable. On the ball, um, tidy on the ball. I think the th- phrase was no. Um, I was going. I was actually. Oh, um, loan deal again? Question mark. Delighted with the progress now. The new players are arriving. Would a loan deal be the the best option for him, or would he or should he just try and fight for his place? Because uh, it's a squad game, as we mentioned. No, I, th- I think I think he'll keep him. I th- I think he still needs to trim a few players. If you think about midfield, definitely Commons. Uh, I think we should get rid of um, more more kind of for Henderson's position. There's still the talk about Beaton leaving. There's still the talk about Johansson leaving. If we were to get money for them, it looks more like Johansson, to be fair, to either Galatasaray or Fulham. They seem to be the two clubs that he's constantly linked with. Four million quid? You bite your hand off? That's you're ridiculous. Not, I don't think we're ever going to get that. I think two, two million's probably more realistic, but even that, I would take and keep Henderson in the team. Quick question for Samani. In fact, I'll answer this. Um, Nathan at Nathan Bradley, does Armstrong and Mackay Stephen have a future at Celtic? No. I think we'd all agree that they don't, neither of them. I don't know. I think Mackay Stephen still, is, I mean, he's obviously been injured. I mean, he's he looks like the type of winger that Rodgers likes, one that hugs the byline, is skillful, can take players on. Just the problem with Mackay Stephen is that he's a very, very confidence player. He has to have confidence. He has to be playing well for him to then... To, to be to be involved in the game and to influence the game but I think I mean if you want you, you're kind of looking to have two four wingers in essence you've got your two that are playing you obviously want your backup so we've obviously got Sinclair, Roberts and we've got Forrest and then I think Mackay Stephen could be the other one and I think there's the, the four of them I think he might still have a chance under Rodgers so once, once he's fit because the thing is well he's now he's, now, he's unfit so we'll not, we won't get rid of him in this window so we'll all have him until January I think what? You, you don't think he's got a future? Guy Stephen, no, doesn't have the heart. Armstrong, you know, give him a couple of years, he could be of some use to the club as a lawyer. <laughs> what? what <a laughs> Not on the pitch. Um, Mark McCluskey, given the team's performance against Motherwell, does Griffiths start on Wednesday? Well, I think myself and Samani don't think he will. Um, Louis. And that's, no, that's absolutely no... <coughs> Griffiths will have his time. No, it's no. just... Keep Take, I'm taking we'll it play. for last Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Um, Billy McCallum, Billy underscore McCallum. But you got to remember, sorry, Griffiths. That wasn't a choice. 
Griffiths was a bit suspended. So but if he was available, we don't really know if he would have been picked or not. Sometimes these things happen. If, ifs and buts are candy and nuts. Eh? Brendan knows the English. I don't know. I heard it in a film one time. Brendan uh, knows the English market, but are we not going to get more transfer value if we focus on Europe slash South American players? <coughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, South American, South American players. Well, as I said, well, we, we, see, we can't really sign them because if they've got the dual nationality, we can. So if they've got Spanish yeah. or Italian dual nationality, yeah. we can. But it's thin on the ground. That yeah, I mean, the but European certainly. Yeah. Um, Will's trying to sign somebody for twenty million quid. I think. I think how f- fucked English football is. I think that the the French market is a market that we should possibly be looking at because we don't really tap into that. And you know, obviously, Kante last year they still had to to pay money for him, but not big money in the grand scheme of things. That's a market that Man is. Yeah, I mean, it's a market that Bonds. certainly the English teams. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> the English teams have sh- wondered that bad boy before, you know. <laughs> the English teams seem to pick up uh, kind of good players from there for relatively little money. I don't know if maybe that's something that we should look at. But I mean, the players that we've signed, the only, really, the only player that we're possibly going to get any resale value on is Dembele. Sinclair, if he if he stays for his contract, he's going to be thirty by that time. Thirty one. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper certainly not. Goalkeeper not. Toure not. So yeah. you're only really we've only really signed one player that we would expect to get money back for. Uh, Chris Armani, this is for you. Out of the four new signings, which is the best hair game? That's from Liam Sherry. I'm going with Sinkles. Sinclair. Sinclairino. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. think. Uh, Belly is trying something. It's He's growing something. <laughs> it's <laughs> not working, man. It's in its infancy, but we'll see. There's potential there. Sinclair's hair is, you know, he's. I'm giving that. I like, but I like Louis' description. It's bold. Um, it's something different. Um, got to give it a go, man. Got to. You can't, you know, get to the end of your career and think ah, my hair game was poor. I could have, you know, really industrialised it. There's nothing wrong with having a period of bad hair if you've tried something different. Exactly. That's, that's life. Uh, Kieran, uh, Pat's wee boy at D McFadden. Um, Chris Commons for the exit question mark. He thinks so. Uh, too slow. Um, does not graft enough for this or the previous team. Absolutely. And I also think the biggest key factor is the fact he wasn't registered for the Champions League squad. Yeah. Oh, mind you, that's only for the playoff actually rather than the actual if we get through that's not the Champions League for the season so I suppose he could have a chance to get a fight back but he's he's not I mean he didn't even play against Inter he's, he, he's not even appeared in any pre-season game yet so he's he, he was on um, Celtic TV and he alluded to the fact that he doesn't hasn't watched any game he hasn't watched any of the games of his teammates I mean, I think so he doesn't know how he has to be out the door because if he's not had any game through pre-season how could he be expected to how could we expect to see him getting used in a game down the se- further down the season in like a month or two's time. I think, I think they're just wanting somebody like Forest, uh, like Forest or Rotherham or Hibs to come in, and maybe take him from because we've got a year left as well in his contract. So, so man, but Commons, aye, it it's actually, it actually speaks volumes how unless there's an injury that we don't know about, how little I mean he's not even featured at all. Um, so his fitness, but I mean Rogers has come out and said that he just said he's not. He's not fit enough for my team. Aye, so he's not going to fit into the dynamic of the team. No, he's he's, he's not. And, and see, in terms of you know, people say he's a game changer and he can come on and do this and he, he can do that. 
he could. But See, I mean, what age is the guy now? 33, I think he's coming on to. I mean, he's... Uh, I know we give him, give him dogs abuse, you know. That's the age we got Maravchik at. Aye, but he's not Maravchik. I know, I know, I know. But... You know, we've given him. You have to say he's been a good servant to the club. No, I mean, well, like, fantastic value for money. But we were crying out for it last season. The guys, you know, the contribution he makes isn't enough. But hold on, this is a, this is a guy who likes to talk up how much a Celtic man he is. He doesn't even watch any of the games. Yeah, when he's injured, I think that's taking half pace. That's aye. Chris Commons, listen, as as you said, uh, very much a uh, good servant to us. But as it's been proved when he was at Nottingham Forest and Derby, Chris Commons is in the Chris Commons business and he'll do what's best for him. Up the road. Up the road. Um, Kieran Cott at Kieran underscore Cott. Inter game, good preparation for Wednesday night or do you think it would have been more beneficial to play a league fixture? Do you know what? I actually think it's been good. See off at the back of the Mullable game. This, that, fix, that friendly must have been scheduled for this weekend. Because they, I think they they they've done this deliberately between qualifiers. I think it was, and, and the fact and the fact that we've had a, that squad has had a week's rest before this qualifier, this playoff game. I think is good. I think that bodes well for us. I think if we had played a league game at the weekend there, you're you're you've got a shorter preparation time for one, and your fitness levels you would think would be greater now that that the the first eleven were rested. I think it's actually I think it's worked in our favour. Great stuff. Um I agree. Um this is for some Manny from um the boy Moz. Can't believe I'm saying this, but Shifty has actually quite impressed me with his preseason runouts, especially on Saturday. Is there any act- is there actually a player in there or is he still just a big plank? Do you know what I'm riding on this positivity wave just oh, now. Look like you're smiling. He didn't know I had teeth. <laughs> Uh, he's, yeah, he's gone. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's here. He's on the bus. He's having a ride. Smashing. Great stuff, Kieran. The, you know, you, you you keep him in your squad, certainly. Yeah, because we've, we've only got two strikers. We want a a couple of strikers, especially if we're like, playing like, two up top at times. We've got four. Skip the skip. We're just confirmed. No, is there a player in there? I don't think he's very good, but you know, he's here. Why not? Kevin M H at Doc V Boy Wednesday versus Motherwell. Have we seen a better performance from a Celtic team in the last ten years? Very excited for the season. Uh, there's certainly been better performances in the last ten years, but it was still a sensational performance. Um, I actually watched the highlights of the Celtic versus Shakhtar Donetsk game um, online the day, yesterday or even today, and uh, Yari Yarasek, boom, unbelievable volley. Uh, Hook at MB1888. Rogic equals new commons. Does things no one else can, but maybe overlooked due to lack of running about. Again, what you alluded to earlier in terms of, you know, protecting him. If, he, if he's protected, with a, if he's protected in a five, I think if we play a four-five-one, you can afford to play Rogic. There's enough runners in there. Um, maybe let him just focus on going forward. To to guys who are going to thingy. I don't. I don't necessarily think he's. He doesn't. Rogic doesn't. Spring to my mind as a luxury player. <laughs> he is though. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. He doesn't I, tackle. He doesn't track back, and he shouldn't. That's not his game. But but I think uh, for me, I think he he attracts the ball a hell of a lot more. He has more more touches, looking to do more things with it than 
Commons. A lot of the time, com- when Commons, Commons, was, Commons was effective at it, but remember how many times Commons would get the ball and shoot from distance? And it would take him a good number of shots until he fina- finally started testing the keeper. I don't quite see him as the same luxury level player as what Commons I know what you're saying. He will, um, when he's got the ball, he will... Um, when the team's in possession, he offers more. Yeah, he, he, he offers an out ball, certainly in a way. I think also as well, he's given Rod, uh, Rodgers, a bit, Rodgers a bit of a, a kind of selection headache. It was the fact of he's, he's made, he did 90 minutes. That's the one thing he hasn't done very often. I think Rodgers went, no, right, do you know what? 90 minutes, just show me you can do that. And he's managed to play Man 90 minutes. minutes. So that's now giving him a, kind of a bit of a problem that he could put him in. Yeah, we're, we're, we're closing up now. Um, Stephen Hughes, at Stephen Hughes. Evening, gents. He's always he's always a gentleman himself. Gentleman, That's a gentleman. gentleman. Like a guy. Um, with DDV joining Rodgers, has DDV, the goalkeeper, um, joining Rodgers, has one position left to fill based on the interviews? Yeah, this is what I was actually going to ask. Thanks, Stephen. You brought me back for the earlier point. And I'm going to ask you, um, Chris, as we're finishing up. One position less to fill, what position is it? Central midfield. Central midfield. Um, what type of player is it? People are going on about a defensive midfielder. and What I really want is a guy that can control the midfield, tackle, pass. doesn't need to be able to shoot, because we've got logic for that. And Pat. Uh, would, that, would that, if that happens, does that mean that Scott Brown plays further forward? And that McGregor is therefore uh, benched? You want a replacement for McGregor, for McGregor, really, don't you? No, I think Brown becomes McGregor, and uh, the new yeah. guy comes in. <coughs> the thing about uh, in my head, the way I see it, is a guy. See, you're the guy like Winyama, okay? Now he could go forward for us. He, he, he could sit back, you know. And if you're playing him with Brown, for instance, obviously it's not Winyama, but a guy like that, they can interchange. Where Brown can sit and they can go forward. The two of them, you know, can fill in for each other, sort of thing. But in terms of somebody in the middle, we need somebody who can control and most importantly pass. I mean, Rogic, um, you know, uh, sorry, going forward, their attacking um, options this season are looking fantastic just now. I just think we look a wee bit, we look light there because, let's be honest, in the last few games we've had Brown, who started to come back into form, we need to give him credit where, it, where it's due, but I don't see much... McGregor in central midfield and Armstrong's one of the other options. Nah, we're very, very light there. Yeah. And think about it, if they either even if you do rate them, what if one of them gets injured? What have you got? Johansson? Quick question. Really need a big do you think if Bitton was fit on you know the Motherwell game where we're getting back to front really, really quickly, really fluid <coughs> you think Bitton would have maybe countered that negatively with slowing the game down? Or do you think he can play at that sort of fast-paced, letting the ball travel through him? I don't. I don't think he can. I don't think he's shown it. I you don't think, think Dyer's first it. year. I think he can. I think Dyer's first year he was a bit more. I think when it came to the la- last year, I think it was just. I think the whole team was down and just doing Twi- their performance. Twelve, 12 months ago, I would have said Beaton was the best player that Celtic have, and we can't. We, I would be devastated if he left. But I think over the course of the last season, you saw how he regressed. He slowed the game down. I think, I personally, sorry to jump in, Louis, but just because we are finishing up, I think it's a myth that Bitton can't play fast-paced football. I think his, I think you're right, though. I think his attitude, I think the way he played almost mirrored his attitude. Slowed the ball, get, yeah, slowed, yeah. slowed the game down, took your time. 
pass it about, just keep possession, see if he's told. He's obviously a very talented, technically gifted player. He's obviously intelligent. Listen, we're going to change the way we're... I think he'll fit into it. I do. And I think the game will travel. He potentially could be that guy if he had... Nah, he's maybe not got the, the, the overall thing to it. Uh, final question. Um, oh, we've got a question from Davy Boy. Um, he asks... I've been really impressed with Rogers' use of younger players. McCart, O'Connell, Ayer. We alluded to that earlier. Uh, not to mention Tierney, Roberts and Dembele, who are already first-team first players. Some may not have, have what it takes to make it here. Some of you cited uh, O'Connell as being one of them. But Rogers is certainly getting the best from them. Thoughts? Well, I think we've kind of touched on that. We agree. We, we agree with what you're saying. O'Connell's crap, but um, we'd all agree on that. Harsh. Harsh, absolutely. You're, you're not harsh enough. I've became you. <laughs> uh, Davy Boy has a specific question for you. This me? is one for Chris and Manny. For me, the £6 million spent on Lenny turned out to be one of the best bits of business ever done by the club. If we never spent that on Lenny and never bought him to the club, we might not have got to three in a row. Um, had him to thank for bringing us back from the disastrous Tony Mowbray reign, the famous Barca night. We benefited from the six million right up until the season before Ronnie, uh, maybe even after because of the players he left us. Thoughts? Would you agree with that? Why is that directed to me? I don't know. It just says uh, big uh, Davy Boy at Big Daddy Pedro sixty seven fires that at you. Was Lennon was a six million pound value basically? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean I, I know we've been very you know, critical of Lennon, um, but. From what he done, the way he, the service he gave gave to us as a player, especially you know the earlier years of his 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 career, um, he was integral to um, Martin O'Neill's success. Um, as a manager, we I think we all agree he's pretty limited. Do you know what I mean? But he did provide an impetus for us in terms of after Mowbray he brought back the Thunder, which. You know, it's that that that's Lennon's style. It's the passion. Do you know what I mean? He's tactically limited, but in terms of what, if you look at the whole package of what Lennon done at the club, you, you have to say it's 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 overwhelmingly positive. But I'm pretty glad. I'm glad he's not our manager anymore. Yeah, he was there when we needed him to be there. Exactly. He's if he, he, he was a he was a, a great player. I mean, he, he fulfilled a role really well. Um, and then as a manager, you know. He done well in periods, you know, through his, his love of the club. He filled a gap, and um, yeah, thanks, Lenny. Um, we are we're out of time. Um, there are more questions, but we just don't have time for them. We've actually went ten minutes over already. Um, but again, as we always say, thanks. That genuinely, thanks for listening. Um, you can catch us. Um, we're on Twitter at Ninety Minutes Cynic. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebookcom slash Ninety Minutes Cynic. Um, you can follow us on Spreaker speaker.com slash the 90 minute cynic we're also part of the hail hail media uh, group um just search for uh, hail hail media on twitter and uh, via speaker please check out 90 minute cynic on itunes you can check us out if you could it would be delightful if you could give us a wee rating and a wee comment um well, only a good one only but. a good one but um but yeah, again, as always, thanks for thanks for listening. We've had some a lot of recent articles. Ninety minutescynic.com. We have a Newcastle article going up tomorrow from uh, Ch- El Chaparino, Michael Chapman. Um, but 
we'll be back next week. We record every Monday, um, and we will be back to talk about all things uh, football and Celtic. Uh, Louis McCaffrey, pleasure as always. Thanks for the tea. Thanks for the pint of water. Thanks for the rocky biscuit. And what you find is it was two pints of water, but there you go. However, the rocky biscuit it says rugged chocolate. Uh, I didn't. I didn't find much different to a normal rocky. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the positive. Positron that is um, the shining light that is Chris Sermani. Sermanbot. Listen, that's it. My new me until next week. We'll see on the Rockies as well. Caramel is a wee bit better, Chris. I'm going to have to gonna have a wee negative review to that because uh, I would, I would the ordinary add, chocolate ones, they, they, they don't have that. I, I, would, I would add they were uh, provided by Brian McManus. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yes, some job. There's a lot of um, uh, protein in that, probably. Um, yeah, they did taste of chicken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the freight train business, as always. Yep, I'm here. Unfortunately, I'm here every week. Actually, I can't even take a week off so people don't have to listen to me. TCOB, taking care of business, as always. <laughs> um, I am Chris Gallagher, the Gallatron, and I will, and we will, speak to you down the road. I was dressed for success. It never comes And I'm the only one who laughs At your jokes when they are so bad And your jokes are always bad But they're not as bad as this 
spend her 